All right, all right. Great to see you this weekend. As we finish Heart for Harvest this weekend, next weekend, Love Starts Here. It's going to lead right into our Christmas series. It is going to be absolutely amazing, showing how we can all be a part of being a miracle, how we can all be a part of being used by God. Uh, just thrilling. We're going to do, put an Advent calendar with it. Got a lot of stuff coming up for you, so it's very exciting. Faith Promise, we love you, Promisers. We welcome you at all of our campuses this weekend. Wherever you're at, we're thrilled that you're with us. We're thrilled that you picked this weekend to worship with us. I love you, man. What absolutely blown away. One of the greatest privileges of my life is being able to get to be the senior pastor of Faith Promise. I, I, not in my wildest dreams. When I got saved and told the Lord I would serve him in full-time ministry and people told me you'll be poor, you'll pastor a house church, you'll never be able to afford shoes for your children. Well, it's a little beyond that. And uh, just that was fine, whatever he wanted. I just never dreamed what God would do. And so uh, just love you. Thrilled that you're here. Now, if you've been around long, one thing you know is I'm a pusher. I mean, I push her. And before I was saved, I pushed drugs. Now, I pushed Jesus. Okay, I got, I mean, and I push Jesus harder than drugs. But the deal is, I know I push you. I had a seminary professor come do a marriage retreat for me a year after I graduated, and he said, Chris, you're pushing too hard. And I've never let up. That was many, 25 years ago, and never slowed up. I know I push you. I push you in a personal growth plan. I push you in your devotion life, push you in serving, push you in giving and living a sacrificial life push you to sell out, just sell out completely to Jesus because the greatest life is a life sold out to Jesus. And so I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to push. I, I'm going to push until I'm dead. I told Michelle, put him on my tombstone. At least he tried. And so, man, I'm just going to keep pushing, keep pushing, you know, and give the Lord our best because, you know, it's hard to stand in front of a, of a blood-smeared cross and not give our best. Because our Lord gave his best. He gave his all. He didn't heal partially. He didn't love partially. Jesus laid it all on the line. And that's what he's called us to do, which is lay it on the line. So I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to push for us to be selfless in a selfish society. I'm going to push that we, that we walk in the spirit in a flesh-filled, fallen world where an opportunity to blow it is all around us. I'm going to push purity in a day of evil. And we live in an evil day, don't we? I mean, that's what we live. I'm going to push for you to grow. I'm going to push for you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm just going to keep pushing. I think before we, before we go, Father, let's, 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 let's have a word of prayer. Let's, let's, let's pay for, pray for Paris, shall we? Let's just pray. God, we come to you and we ask you to move. That land is, is devastated. We know how we felt after 9-11. And God, we pray that you would move that you would comfort the families, that you would, that you would move, that you would make countries closer, and that, God, you would open up a door for missionaries and churches to share the gospel, and that what the devil meant for evil, you will turn around, and it will be a triumph for your kingdom. And so, God, we just ask you to move in Jesus' name. And all God's people said? Amen. All right. Now, again, I'm going to keep pushing. Philippians 1.6 says this about you. He that began, I'm confident of this. Paul said, I'm confident. There's no question of this. That he that began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. That means if you're not dead, God's not done. And God is going to keep working. God is going to keep moving. God is going to keep challenging. And God is going to keep changing. And so, you know, I was, I was 
praying about this offering and this series and just before the Lord, and, and he took me back to Moses. And Moses, you know, God calls him out of the burning bush, and then he says, so I want you to go to Egypt, and I want you to get my people. And there was, a long, there was a long debate about no, not me, not me, and all these excuses. And finally, Moses says, I'll go. And he says, I want you to go to Egypt. I want you to get them. And he said, when you get them, I want you to bring them back to this mountain, and they're going to worship me here. Now, let me ask you a question. If you're listening, say I am. Did the people of God from Egypt to the mountain of God, did they disappoint God on multiple occasions? Disobedience, a lack of faith, all these things. One of the things that I pray for us as a body, we are many members, but we are one body. We are one body in Christ, one church, many locations. And one of the things I pray is that we never disappoint God as a church. Does that make sense? that we would always walk in faith, that we would always walk in obedience, that we would always. And so I pray that for us all the time. It's one of the reasons that I push so hard. And, you know, frankly, I get emails every week. You can ask my sister and Gloria. Every week I make people mad. And they feel like they need to share that with me. And so they send an email. Let me be honest. As soon as I open an email that I realize the person is mad, I get a shot of adrenaline in my stomach. That's why the ancients, that's why the Hebrews said that the seed of your emotions was in your gut. You ever felt that when, you know, it just gets a shot? And I thought, oh, man. Because, you know, this is a deal. I'm just a guy, right? I'm Chris, not Christ. I'm the pastor, not the potentate. He's God, I'm not. And so... As, as a guy, I want people to like me. I want people to be, I want people to be happy. I, I mean, but, but, but I have a higher calling than making people happy. And that's to make people holy. Amen? And so I will always push that we advance the agenda of God, that we set the captives free, that we win people, that we make an impact, that we keep moving. Now, I spoke too quickly last weekend. Let me be honest with you. I, I, I made a mistake last weekend. I said our attendance hasn't dropped during Heart for the Harvest. I was wrong. We dropped consistently every weekend. And so I took that to the Lord this week. I said, you know, God, you, you want your kingdom to grow. You want your church to grow. It's all through the word. And so have, have I blown it? Would you? Because I don't want to disappoint you. I don't want us to disappoint you. And so, you know, we dropped. So Lord, share with me your heart on that. And let me tell you where, where the Lord took me. He took me to John chapter 6, where Jesus has a huge following. Tens of thousands of people are, are clamoring after him. And he turns and he preaches the, the, the message that nobody got. You've got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Y'all remember that? I mean, it's weird. And so they all left. And he turned to the disciples and he said, are you guys going to leave too? And Pete said, where are we going to go, Lord? You have the words of life. And so what the Lord showed me was that, yeah, we, we skyrocket in attendance, but then he ferrets it down because God is building an army of faith promise. Not an army of wimps, but warriors. Not sissies, but soldiers. People that are ready to go the distance. Amen. And so everything is not peaches and cream. There are topics that we cover that are difficult. Sacrifice is one of them. But I tell you, you want to live a life of significance. You want to live a life of intentionality. You'll live a life of sacrifice. 
And I'm going to tell you, sacrificial people are, ha- are so much happier than stingy people. It's unbelievable. Matter of fact, I was praying and just wrote in my journal, heaven is generous and hell is stingy. And do we have some stingy people at church? And so, man, come on, what team are you on? It's just a thought. That was just extra. And so if you, if you have your Bible, let's go to, let's go to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 8. Let me just give you a couple things as we get ready to talk about this, as we get ready to deal with this passage that's, that, that is about an offering. If you've been here the last three weekends, you know this passage is about an offering that the Corinthians are giving for the relief of the saints in Jerusalem. Now, I'm, I'm so excited to share this, what I'm about to tell you. Because as we launch this weekend, before our first service starts, we're already $400,000 at Heart for the Harvest this week. Already. So, and let me tell you what's really cool. This past weekend, we've never done it before, but the students took up an offering. Now, you know, there are groups in this church that have more money than others. That would not be the students. <laughs> they would be about the poorest group in the church. And yet they said, we want to take, and so they, it was unbelievable. But, but the students this week gave about just under $5,000 this week, Heart for the Harvest. And let me read you a letter that one of our students wrote. Most of this money is either saved up Christmas money or other gifts. I've had it for a couple of years now, and no matter, what I've, uh, no matter what I've wanted, it was always too expensive or I couldn't bring myself to spend it. I'm in an odd spot right now spiritually, and God has just pulled me out of a spell of depression, and I'm extremely grateful for it, but I, I don't just want to not be depressed. I want to be on fire and feel Jesus' joy flowing through me again. That's a, that's a student. That's a student. Man. I'm taking a jump of faith and giving this money up. It's, it, it isn't easy, but I'm begging God to move, and I feel like this is what he's calling me to give. I know that my parents probably won't want me to do it. I'm not giving a name out, Mom and Dad, sorry. <laughs> That's between y'all. And that, uh, and that, that is my biggest dis, uh, discouragement to it because her, 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 his or her, remember, parents wouldn't be happy. I'm not... I'm, mm. <laughs> I believe that God has a reason in not letting me spend it for so long. I don't know what or if my parents are planning to give for Heart for the Harvest, but maybe my sacrifice, however small, will inspire them. Man, that's, that's, that, that's, that's pretty cool. That is, that, is, that is absolutely cool, and it's really it is, it's, it's happening uh, across the board. And, you know, that I was thinking about it. We're going to have abs- what we're going to have. We're, gonna, we're growing a generous church through our kids' ministry and student ministry. The next generation, which is so awesome. So it's absolutely uh, great. Let me, let me read you one more before I dive into this passage because I just get more and more emails. And they're really, most of the emails I get are good. <laughs> There's just some are mad. And that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. Uh, I don't want to start out by thanking you, uh, Pastor, did I change my daughter? Oh, uh, she talks about her daughter, this is a mother talking about her daughter, and the change since she started attending Wednesday night students. She knows her Bible. Uh, when she attends, she's paying attention. Uh, this past summer, she went to student conference. She came home saying she felt led, she was being called to ministry. I'm so proud of, not, 
proud of her. Tonight, she made even more proud. I was driving her to church when she said, I'm giving whatever I have in my wallet to, uh, to Heart for the Harvest. She pulled out a $100 bill. She said, Pastor said his sacrifice, that this is all that I have to give. I was speechless. At this money, her grandparents had given her for good grades. She could have spent it on other things. Just know faith promises making a difference in the next generation. So, man, it's just awesome. Awesome, awesome. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, I'm going to read you a couple more after I finish this, this passage. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to finish the chapter. And God is able to make all grace what? Abound to you so that always having all what? In what? See, you're going to have what you need. All grace abound in everything, in your finances. and You're going to have all grace abound in everything. uh, Everything you may have an abundance. We serve an abundant God. Now, there's this big, huge debate that's going on. Do you believe in the prosperity gospel? I believe in the provision gospel. I don't, I, listen, I, I don't believe in a poverty gospel. Are you with me? I believe God's going God's to supply in abundance. Do y'all believe that? In abundance for every good deed, not just, not just finance, but for you to be able to, and that's what our next, the whole next series is going to be talking about. At his is written, he scattered abroad, and he, gave, and he gave to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now he, who's he? Who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and what? Multiply your seed for sowing and do what? Increase. God's always about increasing. Increasing baptism, increasing souls. God's about increasing your knowledge. God's about increasing grace. God is about increasing your, the harvest of your righteousness, your, your walk with God. He's a, he's a generous God, isn't he? He's just a generous, always giving, right on time God. You will be what? Enriched. In what? Everything. God wants you to have all you need to do everything he's called you to do. Now, he didn't say I was going to supply all of your wants. Man, we're a wanting people, aren't we? It doesn't matter what I have. I want something else. Do, do y'all, are y'all like that? I mean, it just doesn't matter. We, just, we have this insatiable desire to acquire, that you would be enriched in everything for all liberality in your generosity, which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. See, when you are living a generous life, when you are sowing seeds into others, when you are caring and sharing, can I tell you something? It... it it produces thanksgiving for other people to God. Every week I get emails of people thanking God for Faith Promise Church. Of what God is doing in their kids and their parents and their neighbors and the people they brought. I mean, see, when you're serving God and, you're, you, and we serve God by serving others, it produces a thanksgiving. Paul said in Galatians 1.24, and they were all glorifying God because of me. See, I remember we're little baby full moons reflecting the light of the sun. Because the moon doesn't have any light of its own. It just reflects that of the sun. And our, all the light that we have is Jesus, and we reflect his light. And it produces thanksgiving to God. This is why I'll just keep pushing us and pushing us. For the ministry of this service, what's the ministry he's talking about? This offering, 
that they're giving that's going to be taken back to Jerusalem. This ministry, this offering that we're all giving of this service is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints. He says it's not just supplying the needs of the saints, but it is also overflowing through many thanksgiving to God. Again, he says the same thing. Those people in Jerusalem, they're already thanking God. And when we get there with the money to help feed people and clothe people and house people, there's going to be a huge thanksgiving to God. And people ought to be thanking God for you and for us and for faith promise. Amen? They ought to be thanking God that we are there and that we care and that we are sharing of all that God is doing. Thanksgiving to God because of the proof given by this ministry. Now, he says this probably three times in, the, in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. The proof of what? Of their love for God and love for people. And how, is, how was it proven by their what? Their generosity by the, that they gave, that, that it just flowed. They will glorify God for your obedience because if you people are glorifying God, to your, to your confession of the gospel of Christ. See, before you ever gave money, you confessed that Jesus was Lord. Anybody confess Jesus is Lord in the house this weekend at Faith Promise? Man, come on. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God into salvation. Man, I'm, not, I'm excited to fly his colors. I'm, ex- I'm excited to lift up his banner, and I am not ashamed to lift up his name. Are y'all with me? In a world when people bow to everything, we are standing for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The God, for your obedience and your confession of the gospel of Christ and for the liberality of your contribution to them and to all. Man, listen, everybody's excited because of the generosity of your offering. Now, we'll say it again in a few minutes. Let me tell you now, every offering you've ever given, you never give it to a preacher. You, you, you actually don't give it to a church. You give it to God through a church. In the Old Testament, they brought their sacrifice. They brought money. They brought gifts. They brought produce. They brought animals, and they gave them to the priest, and the priest sacrificed them. Every offering is given to God. And what, I'm pray, what I've been praying is in, in a few minutes when we roll back into worship, and we, we all at every campus move toward one of these containers and we drop our envelope. We leave our offering. We give our offering to God. I'm praying that it'll be a sweet smell before the Lord, just like a burnt offering. That it will, that it will just waft its way up to heaven and God will be pleased in the sacrifice that we give him so that it will advance his agenda. Actually, I was thinking about it. It's an, I mentioned last weekend of how to do it again we take offerings. Because of how we give, 60, 70% of us give online. I give online. It's easiest for me and it's easiest for the church. But you know what? It almost can become rote. And we think, well, I'm just giving to the church. I'm paying my tithes to the church. No, you're giving your first fruits to God. Are you with me? You're giving your first fruits to God. And so, and so you know, we're going to keep doing it the way we do it, but we give in worship. We give because we worship God. Amen? We, that's why we give because we love him. The liberality of your contribution to them and to all, while they also, by prayer on your behalf, said, hey, now listen, I know that you're meeting their needs, but you need to understand, those people are going to be praying for you. Man, they're going to be lifting you up. They're going to be praying on your behalf. Yearn for you because of 
the surpassing grace of God in you. These folks are going to be glorifying God. These folks are going to be praying for you because of your sacrifice and the grace of God in you that's overflowed from you into people that are suffering and people that are struggling and people that need. One of the coolest things the last couple of weeks since we rolled that, that video for Loudoun County, it started to move in Loudoun County. And I've had, I've had people send me emails saying, we, we've been praying for God to do something in Loudoun County, and we believe God's going to use Faith Promise Church to make a difference. It's awesome. 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 The surpassing grace of God in you. And when God's grace flows in us, we're just generous people. Thanks be to God for his what? His indescribable gift. You know you can't outgive God. Even if you give an offering and you don't receive back money, God doesn't double your salary. You know, you don't, he doesn't rain pennies down from heaven. Just because you drop an offering doesn't mean, okay, tomorrow morning, if I don't get that double, I'm not ever giving again. That's not sacrifice, is it? And so we give, we don't give to get, but sometimes we get because we give. But that you can't outgive God because of his indescribable gift. If, God, if you're born again and God never did another thing for you, until you get to heaven, we're already beyond what we deserve. His blood covered our sins. Our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. He has sealed us by the Holy Spirit. He has marked us. He has filled us. He's given the Spirit of God as a down payment on what he is going to do in us. And it is absolutely life transforming. Are y'all with me? Let me read you a couple, a couple of emails couple more. Just, I, I just was literally picking through them. Uh, let's see. What there, this is a, a family that's, that started coming a couple years ago and didn't, weren't givers, began to give in 13 and haven't stopped. Right away, we felt God blessing our efforts. But after faithfully tithing, giving freely for a year, he blessed me with a new job out of nowhere, which doubled my salary. My wife was unemployed for five months. We continued to tithe during that time, and he carried us through all the way to the day she started a new job. She's been working on our, on our debt snowball. Y'all remember the debt snowball? Now, this is a person who is deeply in debt who wasn't a giver and is now. So we start working on the debt snowball and to be, and to be debt-free except our house by, by, next year, by March 17th. We're giving more than 20% of our income to church and other ministries, and we're also paying off debt. Jesus answered our prayers and is able to afford to take our first mission trip, and we're going to be able to give more money than we've ever given in the past. Man, God, God just always provides. He always, he always comes through. Oh, i got to do one more. I, I'd love to know who this is. I'd love to know who did, who did this. I think I, I think I know. I think I know. My husband and I have been going to Faith Promise uh, on and off for about two years, but faithfully coming for the last six months. I was one of the ones who had a problem with tithing. I've been, uh, I've been faithfully reading God's Word and truly believe God opened my eyes to tithing and told me to give to the church. I think I was scared, but I thought we didn't make enough to tithe, but God told me one day to start tithing, so I did. The pastor started his sermon on miracles, and my husband didn't have a full-time job. 
but is retired. Uh, he's retired military and worked part-time. My husband does own his own business and works, you know, some on the side with that when he can get work. Your sermon was about getting a job. My husband stood up for you to pray for him. There was a couple that sat beside us that Sunday and after church. They prayed for my husband. When he shook my husband's hand, he gave him a $100 bill, and he said this, more of these are coming. Somebody just sitting in worship with a $100 bill in their pocket. I need to know you if you have a $100 bill in your pocket. $100 bill in their pocket. Somebody stood, I need a job, walked over, prayed for them, and, and handed them a $100 bill and said, there's more coming where this is. And she said, we left church that day, prayed for a job for my husband. Well, so far he hasn't gotten a full-time job, but his business, that $100 bill has turned into hundreds of $100 bills. And guy, I just, I never did it. I think I know. I think I know. Don't you want to be the kind of person that if others are wondering, they think it might be you? Some of us, we know it's not you. Don't we? Come on. Don't elbow anybody right now. It's bad form. Come on. Don't, don't, don't do it. And so we're going to, in a few minutes, we're going we're gonna to worship with, with, our, with our offering. And we haven't done an offering like this in a long time. And, and again, I want to say something I said a couple weeks ago. If you're in financial trouble, you're in a financial bind, and you're running out of, of weak money before you run out of week every week and you just feel guilty. I wish I could do more. Listen, don't feel guilty. God, God does not use guilt. The devil heaps guilt on us to rob the joy of our salvation. Just be ready next year. I'll be ready next week or just begin to move into the area of generosity because listen, I, I'm serious. If everybody that's a part of this faithful here tithe, we quit doing heart for the harvest. We really we quit doing them because we wouldn't need them. We'd be we'd have way more we'd have way more finances to plant more campuses to do more ministry than we'd have people to do it with. Does that make sense? And so, and don't don't feel guilty. Don't don't walk in guilt. I take you back to Jesus and the and the widow. She sneaks up, hoping that nobody watches, and pulls out of her purse and sneaks to the box at the temple and drops in two little tiny slivers of copper called mites. Two mites, they don't equal the value of a penny. Dropped in her offering and with shame and guilt walked away, snuck away, and Jesus was watching. God's always watching the offering. Amen? God's always, not just the offering of finances, but he's watching our offering of praise. You know, he's watching when we offer our lives. He's, he's watching, not, to, not, not in a punitive measure, but and he's watching and Jesus is blessed by her offering. More so, than the, more so than the ones that dropped bags of gold. Probably dropped them so everybody could hear them. Clink into the box. Jesus said, she's given more than everyone. Because she did not give out of her surplus. She gave of all that she had. And so please don't feel guilty. Don't, you know, there, there are people that have been, again, all week have been giving. We're over $400,000 already. And I'm going to tell you what I've been praying this week. I've been praying this week for 7,000 people. It's crazy on an offering weekend. It's crazy. And $2 million. Is that 
outside the bounds of God. I, I just don't think it is either. I know it's hard in this culture. So we're going to, the, the praise teams at all the campuses, and just they're going to they're gonna make their way back out. I'm going to go back and give you the last verse of 2 Corinthians 9. But go back to the last verse, if you will. Thanks be to God for his what? His indescribable gift of his son. This weekend is, is a big weekend. It has so many implications on our future and what we do. But can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Man, the greatest thing that can happen this weekend is people give their hearts to Jesus. The greatest thing at every campus is that people, offerings are great. Offerings will come and go. But when you bow your head, your knee, and you surrender your life up to the Lordship of Jesus, and you were snatched out of hell and placed into heaven, your sins are eradicated. Though they be scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Your name is written in his book. His spirit infiltrates your life, and you begin the incredible journey of faith. That, folks, Listen, regardless of what the offering, that would be, that, that's the greatest miracle this weekend is that people are born again. It's always primary about what we do. Always primary. It's why we do everything else we do. So across our campuses with the heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're ready to surrender up your life to the Lordship of Jesus. I, I know it's an offering weekend. I, I got that. But let's, let's take care of, of of this heavenly business first. You're ready to be forgiven. You're ready to have him uh, come in your heart. Then we're going to pray out loud a confessional prayer. If you're ready to pray with us, just we're going to pray out loud with you. Just say, Dear Jesus, I know I've sinned and I'm separated from you. I am so sorry. Please forgive me. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. You died for me. You rose from the grave. And now I will live for you. By faith, I will follow you. By faith, I will overcome and spend an eternity with you. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, somebody give God some praise in the house. Wow. Now, just a minute, we're going to worship, and then when, when we stand up to worship at all of our campuses, you guys will make your way. There's, there's uh, chess at all of our campuses, there's at the front of all the stages, and you guys will come, and we're going to worship. God loves a hilarious giver, right? So, man, let's just dance our way down to these offering you. These, man, come on, don't. No, no, no. That's not the deal, is it? Woo! Come on, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. So we're going to worship, and we're going to worship in giving, and we're going to celebrate, and you make your way back to your seats. When the service is over, all of our campus pastors will we'll give you some information and close the service. So let's rise in a thunderous praise to God as we worship and bring our offerings to him.